Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It may be 100 degrees in Phoenix, but it's even hotter in here. It's the PHNX Suns live show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. say those things just to see what kind of reaction that I will give you. That is exactly why I do it. We are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one rated. Did you just K-Ray that intro? (laughs) I think you did. It's a dry heat, so <laughs> you just can't hey, read that intro. He's saw Bookman. He's Gerald Bourget. I am Espo. It is a Friday fun day, so we gave Lindsay the day off. So <laughs> I got so there. Oh, that's no, cold Lindsay, blooded, man. Lindsay's got her got the day off. We're just hanging out here talking some Suns basketball, and we're going to talk the best moments of the 2021-2022 two weeks season. of negativity. We did. We got to mm-hmm. bring some positive. There yeah. were some fun things that happened this year, and we're going to take a, a walk down memory lane, and to do so, we're going to do it in bracket style. I guess we yes. can make sure that Amari Stoudemire doesn't have to turn his back on the team. there you go. Ouch. All right. Well, guys, <laughs> let's just hop into it. Let's get into this uh, first region. Uh, let's put the, throw that up. On the screen, we have four regions. That's the way this works, 16 moments. This is the asserting dominance region, which obviously does not have any playoff moments no. uh, in it. Oh, today. No. <laughs> no, no, too it, too soon, yeah, too soon. We no. just said we're, we were trying to <laughs> thrive in positivity today, and you already shit on it in the first two minutes. Well, of course. I mean, it's me. So let's look at the number one seed versus the number four seed here. The number one seed was the Suns all-time best winning streak, and this is versus Chris Paul's nutmeg uh, that we saw against the Houston Rockets early in the season. Gentlemen, which of these two was the better moment to you this year? I mean, it's obviously the win streak. I mean, it's a franchise <laughs> record win streak. I, it was, it was fun. It was, it was, and that shows dominance. Like so, yeah. I, CP3's nutmeg is kind of like. I mean, it's you fun. You caught somebody too. at a bad moment and you got them. Like, okay, cool. But that's not sustained dominance. Yeah, but that nutmeg, too, leads right into his mid range jumper, you know, which is a thing of beauty, too. I liked it, but you're right. I'm going to go with the win streak, too. Gerald, where are you on this? Yeah, I'd probably have to go with the win streak. I, I do think the nutmeg was a cool moment. And he did it to Torian Prince later in the year, also. So that was kind of fun. But. Um, yeah, when you do it to Usman Garuba, that's a little bit, it's a little bit harder to advance in this bracket (laughs) up against Suns history and one of the best win streaks in NBA history as well. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to go with the win streak on this I think that's fair. Let's move into that two, three matchup. Uh, Chris Paul goes for, or actually, let me, I think I was in the wrong region there. The, uh, three, (laughs) two, three here. It's the Lakers dominance this year, uh, in terms of winning the series against them this year, knocking them out of the playoffs in the uh, 64th win of the season, all that came with that and the fun with that. And then uh, the record of being undefeated after leading or heading into the fourth with a lead two, three matchup. Gerald, I'm going to start with you this time where you lean on this. I feel like the undefeated after three quarters thing is like a fun fact from the season, but it's more just like a cool little trivia tidbit to me, like really impressive stuff, but like sweeping the Lakers felt really good, eliminating them from the playoffs and earning their franchise record 64th win in that same game. 
And then like the fact that they haven't lost since that picture of Andre Drummond mocking LeBron James in the finals, they haven't lost the Lakers since then preseason or otherwise. So I got to go with the Lakers dominance one. Um, I just think that the Lakers were such a shitty team that it just, it didn't do anything for me. Every time we beat them, I was like, cool, we beat the Lakers, but they suck. So we kicked their ass accordingly though. I know, but it was just, (laughs) I I like the undefeated after three quarters because it shows, um, you know, that well, at least in the regular season, (laughs) it showed how clutch they were and how they rose to the occasion when, you know, um, you know, when they were in tight games, you know, the, the five minute and the crunch time suns that was a very real thing for the po- uh, for the for the regular season so that's kind of the one I, I I'll veer to well to be fair we didn't really see any clutch time in the playoffs anyways yeah. so they Not didn't have a the chance Mavericks to lose doing. that uh, I enjoyed the undefeated uh, after you know leading after three that was fun it was a cool storyline but to me the moment of the season was the 64th win coming at the Lakers' expense and eliminating from the playoffs. That was one of the most fun post-game shows we did all year. Mm-hmm. It was it was just the energy, the excitement, the making fun of the Lakers, like it was all it was all a lot of fun to me, so. So fun that I don't remember it at all. I don't think you were here for it. That's why. Really? I don't think you were. Okay. I think it was just Lindsay and I that night. I don't remember why, but yeah, it was a, a lot of fun. So we move into uh, the second round in the asserting dominance bracket, and it's that Suns all-time win streak versus Lakers dominance. Uh, I'll just, I'm going to start on this one. It's the Suns win streak uh, for me, but. Oh, so. okay. That's it. Okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I wasn't saying I'm the only one that gets a vote. No, 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 I agree. I agree. It's the Suns all-time win streak. I don't think it's even close. Oh, see, if we had made it just like the franchise record 64th win, I would have gone with that. But since we're kind of lumping multiple Lakers things into one, I'll, I'll I mean, it doesn't matter because that one won. Moved. So you're going to take I Lakers down. I would have voted for Lakers. <laughs> what? But, okay. 64 franchise no, but, record. Uh, okay. Against yeah, but the that's Lakers. Not, that's, yeah, but that just happened to be against the Lakers. 64 is. Basically separated from that. Right, but that's what I'm saying is we lumped up the 64th win into this Lakers thing. I honestly don't think it would have been as exciting if it hadn't come against the Lakers and eliminating from the playoffs because otherwise it was just like, all right, they finally got to that mark, but mm. you know what, they've, they've already secured everything else. Let's just get to the playoffs. But I think the fact that you coupled it with beating the Lakers and sweeping them for the season and knocking them out, of the playoffs that that night, I think that made that even more entertaining from a, from a. Feels fan like base. that was the last time we could talk shit. It, it <laughs> felt like the last time we really enjoyed, uh, you yeah. know, a, a game too. Because even though they won the Pelican series, there wasn't a lot of you didn't feel overly confident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that Mav series. I mean, you could say after game two, I they're felt up confident 2-0, after game two. But I but did. then every everything fell apart. It just got weird. So that was one of the last times we could really enjoy Suns basketball, and I could be an ass and yell something I probably never should have yelled during <laughs> the year. Uh, sure. Let's move on to the next bracket uh, here and take a look at what we're up against. This is the memorable performances region and we're going to look at that one four matchup it's cam johnson's uh career 38 point a game career high 38 point game and game winner versus the knicks versus frank kaminsky's 31 point game a night where i was dumb enough to uh put my body on the line and say i'd get a frank tattoo if it ever happened again i obviously knew that it wouldn't and it didn't but that was a hell of a fun night too uh why don't you start so I this is so easy for it's me. It's Frank, I know. Yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely Cam. Like I just thirty eight points and a game winner. Like and it felt like at that moment before we knew that he was hurt, it felt like Cam had kind of arrived. Like okay, now Cam is going to be like that vital piece that we were missing mm-hmm. to take us all the way to the championship. And and I think that's why there's so many people that were excited about that game. Like he basically carried the team on his back. Um, in that in that contest, but um, obviously that didn't end up happening. 
but it's way more significant than you know uh, a game in month one of the season uh, where Frank Kaminsky scores thirty. Well, you're points. damn wrong. I mean, it's <laughs> we knew me, we knew Frank where you were going with this. So. <laughs> but let me let me say this. Cam you're not felt, gonna really honestly try to explain why felt, this is where I'm gonna No, no, no. Yeah, I, I'm like, going to he's explain gonna, that. He's gonna try and do his best. I, and I'm gonna win. This, this uh, is fraudulent. With this. <laughs> I'm going to dominate uh, in my thought process here. Okay. Look, Cam's felt like finally Cam Johnson did what we were hoping he would do. Frank Kaminsky's game was holy shit, how the hell did this happen? This is unbelievably entertaining and totally unexpected. And it's one of those sports things that you probably two or three years from now won't remember Cam Johnson scoring 38, but somebody go, remember that really weird ass game where Frank Kaminsky dropped dude, 31? You saw, did you take OGs before the show again? No, I'm not no saw way. Book, dude. In two years, I will never ever remember that Frank Kaminsky scored 31 points I in a will. game. I know because you absolutely loved him. Remember oh my god, you. let it go. There's no way that's Gerald, better. Look, I'm gonna remember. Join both. the dark Just side. go ahead, move it over I'm there. Uh, Shane. both. Frank Kaminsky's game was fantastic. It came out of nowhere. It was fun. And I, you know, listening to him talk in the press conference about how hard he worked to get to that point was really cool. But like, it's, it's Cam. Like, it's, it's Cam. He, had, he had 38 points. He had 9 of 12 from three, which tied a Suns franchise record. And then he hits the game winner on a night where Julius Randle got up in his face where he got a dead leg. Like, that's a. This is the equivalent. That's a remarkable performance. This is the equivalent of, um, of Reggie Miller's parents. Like he, him coming home from his first varsity game and he scored like 60 points yeah. and was excited about it. He was like, oh, my God, I scored 60. Yeah, and, and his Cheryl. parents were like, well, that's nice. Your daughter, your your, your sister just scored 100. <laughs> like that's what the Frank Kaminsky C, uh, CJ argument yeah, is. I agree. No, Cam Johnson was no, not impressive. No, 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 and no, Frank no. was totally no. impressive. Move it over. We oh, just, oh, you, you know, suck. we advance. Yeah, we got the. You suck. The cove is closed <laughs> Frank, for a Frank, reason. Frank, we'll see you back next we year. We love Frank. We hope. Let's we move can. to that two uh, three matchup. It's CP3 going 14 of 14 in game six versus the Pelicans, setting an NBA record. Uh, and then the three seat DA versus Cat, and the two small motion when uh, Minnesota was up big and they wound up blowing that game. So where where are we, Gerald? You start this one. Yeah, these are both uh, these were both really fun moments for me because the CP three one was in the playoffs, and that was unfortunately we didn't know it at the time, but kind of the beginning of the end in terms of the his workload. But like. He took 14 shots and made them all. He was incredible against his former team in a playoff setting um, and with Devin Booker still not being 100%. Like, that was an incredibly dominant performance. The DA one was, too, because we've been talking for years. There's been those, you know, Suns fans that have wanted to trade DA for Cat. And so when they go head-to-head and (laughs) DA drops, I think it was a career-high 35 on Cat, and Cat had a good first half, and then he dunked on Jay Crowder, and then he did the too small thing, and I think he scored like three points the rest of the way. Yeah. Like that was really fun. I'm I'm gonna go with the DA versus Cat one on this one, just because that game completely flipped as soon as Cat started running his mouth, and that was really cool to watch. This is gonna sound really bad. <laughs> I've never been so underwhelmed by a 14 for 14 game before like what (laughs) let me explain let me explain if you were watching that game and i was i was at a wedding and i was watching that game on my phone Mm -hmm. if i didn't see stats that that told me that cp3 was 14 for 14 the way like every ball was just kind of like it it seemed like seemingly hit like every part of the rim and the backboard on every single shot it was just like the ugliest 14 for 14 you could ever see pretty because we won but still like he had a couple he, that bounced in i'll give yeah, you that I mean, but not like all of them. i mean like listen like it looked like you know the struggle bus was there in the fourth quarter and he was just getting it over the <laughs> road you know what i mean like so for me like obviously i'm a da stand anyway and i like da um i this is the ultimately th- this is ultimately the the matchup that is so like yeah but it's the yeah, but matchup, you know. Yeah, fourteen for fourteen, but we got housed in the next round. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, twenty eight points and and dominated, but like he he couldn't really repeat it later on. Like so, I'll just go what ahead and go. To the positivity. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with CP3. <laughs> what happened to the I'm gonna go with CP3. Oh, he is going with CP3. I'm gonna go with CP3 because okay. fourteen for fourteen in the playoffs is 
nothing to slouch at, and I'm not trying it was to. It's an exciting game. Uh, yeah, and uh, was it? No, it was yeah. game six. Game was six? It, game, it was game six? Yeah, because yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Devin Booker was there. Yeah. So, you were you went DA. I went DA, and he went CP3. What world am I freaking <laughs> living in? I know the multiverse. Of yeah, madness. we'll get into that in the show too, but. I'm very, very confused, and now I don't know which way to go. <laughs> you guys got me shook. Uh, Saul made a really good argument against CP3, mm-hmm. which was my my <laughs> feel on it, and then went with him. And I'm very floored. Playoffs, man. Playoffs. I feel like that DA cat moment was a perfect example of this team this year uh, and over the last two years where somebody disrespects them and then they took it to him. Like it was the I took that personally and and they went that route. That said, it is tough to ignore the fact that a guy goes 14 for 14 in a deciding game. But I'm gonna go with DA because I did love that game right. so much. And it was kind of the epitome of what I thought of with this team, where you know, that entire Pelican series was underwhelming and kind of was a preview of what was to come so fair so now we've got you guys are making this so hard <laughs> uh, you guys like go one way completely and i'm like okay i'll put this over here i'll move this there and then all of a sudden it's just like <laughs> first world producer problem uh cam johnson's uh, 38 and game winner against the knicks the one seed versus the three seat da versus cat too small no brainer it's same here it's cam it's it's, cam. it's frank kaminsky uh no we'll go with it is cam you're 100 right it's cam and uh without a doubt so we will move on to the next region we'll see cam in that final four when we get there uh oh by the way to the chat talking about where was sticks dunking on Plumley. Is there not an Indiana Pacers show we you guys can talk about sticks on? <laughs> I mean, I love you guys, but come on, it's like get over your ex already. It's a, it's not happening. It was right? an honorable mention. I love. Well, we only had room for I sixteen love, moments. I I'm sitting here after after salivating over Frank telling them to get over their ex. <laughs> All right, I understand your love for a big man that's not here anymore. Right, it's time for the off court region. Uh, is this where Sticks Kids comes up? The the song? No, that no, that's that in the worst moments of the season. <laughs> no, we'll, yeah, get, we'll get to that. And that's bracket. the one seed. That's, <laughs> the, that's the not top ten. Is what that's that the is. one seed over over losing to Dallas. That's a two seed. Yep. All right, well, let's get into this. Let's look at the one seed in this region here. Uh, it's Mikhail Memes. Just in general, the many faces and uh, ridiculous things that Mikhail Bridges did this season versus the number four seed, the I'm just gonna say it, the fuck Jay Crowder shirts <laughs> that we uh, that came out after the chant mm-hmm. in uh, New Orleans, and Devin Booker and Jay Crowder wearing them in the post game press conference. Uh, where are we going? <sighs> Um, I mean, Mikhail's memes are just on another level this year. They were really good, and there were so many of them. You know, we're showing probably one of the more iconic ones right now on the screen. But uh, it's it's hard. The fuck Jay Crowder thing was was hot for a for a hot second, mm-hmm. um, and then it kind of faded away, and it didn't really carry over. It wasn't like right. I I really thought that the fans were going to start to chant "fuck Jay Crowder" at, at, home. at home games. Um, and I was honestly, I was actually kind of rooting for it because I was so sick of that stupid ass sons and four chant that I thought that this was going to replace it, but it didn't. Let's be fair. They got close to chanting that just out of anger in the Dallas series. <laughs> you, mean, he was he was actually good in the Dallas yeah, series. Yeah, though. he wasn't bad. But just in the, out of, just, to, just to relieve anger just, in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I it's got to be Mikhail. Look, I if they had made it further in the playoffs, I think that moment. I would have probably resonated a bit more, felt a little bit better. But when it comes in such a dif- disappointing playoff run, it's like, okay, great. It was it was entertaining two mm. days. Let's uh, let's move on. Jay made some money off the merch, but uh, Mikhail memes fifty dollars for that damn shirt. Yeah, the Mikhail memes will live forever. Yo, I, I'm you happy that, that he shirt signed and it. Be like, eh. I, I was lucky that I got one of the ones that he signed because apparently he didn't sign them all. No, like there were some well, people that got that shirt that, so, that were not signed. Because I saw it, I I was there when it happened. Like 
Devin Booker had Jarrett Jack go into the stands where there was that box of shirts that some fans had brought. They had made them and brought them and set them and left them there. So Book was like, go grab those shirts. So Jarrett Jack got the box and there was like a limited number in there. So the ones that he signed were like the originals from the oh, box. Oh, I got an original. Got. Oh, I didn't realize I think that's that. what it Hell was. Yeah, because I got and it I in the mail and I was like, and I, I opened it up and, and it was signed. Mm. And I was like, and yeah, it is a Gildan shirt. It's like a really cheap cotton shirt. Like right. something that you would just go get screen printed really quick. Right. And I was like, oh shit, it's signed. And then I saw on Twitter that like a lot of fans did not get one that was signed. I and think that's what it is. I don't know how many were in that box though. So it, it, could, it could just be he signed some and got tired. Oh, I'm absolutely yeah. Hang it mine. in the bar. I'm hanging it in my new office. Hang in the bar. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a really cool shirt and it was awesome that they wore the shirts to their post game press conference. But the Mikhail memes that we got this year, there were so many of they, them, and they they're going to last a lifetime. Like, yeah, they're going to be using on. these for the next five years. Uh, so, all right, let's move on to the next uh, matchup here. It's the two seed Cam and Mikhail, the <laughs> lemonade stand bet from the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, and then versus the three seed uh, Bismax Hospital. Hospital. Uh, which, if you don't remember, he's donating money uh, to donating his entire salary to build a hospital in his home country. <clears throat> this one's tough. Yeah, no, it's uh, easy know, for me. I, if I'm just looking at the bet that Cam and McHale made on the lemonade stand uh, for the Super Bowl, I loved it. It was fun. Uh, you know, McHale actually retweeted our graphic that we sarcastically. <laughs> put cam in a lemonade stand like that was fun when the team got involved and it almost felt like it became commercial yeah that's when i had a problem and that's 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 it. my thing is like this and it was supposed to be you had to go to the opposing team city yeah. and do the, the lemonade stand which i think you know in hindsight if if cam had to go to la and do a, a lemonade stand in la somewhere i think that to me that would have been just a bigger deal than than, than doing it here locally right but because the team got involved and they kind of commercialized the hell out of it, it, it just kind of lost its kind of lust for me. So, and then also, whenever you're giving something back to your own community or your own country, um, the way Bismack did, I just how can you say no to that? Like, mm-hmm. that's that's tangible, visual evidence that something is happening for uh, the good of humanity in in that situation. And I know uh, the money went to Phoenix Suns charities, but. You know, it, it's it's hard for me to sit here and be like, okay, but but what charity? How did that right. directly affect somebody? I want to see this. You know, it's so that visual, um, you know, kind of touch point, if you will. That's why I lean towards Bismack. Yeah, and it's in honor of his his, his father. Yeah. And you know, we also did get some funny comments in the <laughs> in the Dallas series yeah. after the whole in the tunnel thing. He joked about wanting to put his first patient in the hospital he's building. <laughs> like, there were moments with that. I, I'm going to vote Bismack's hospital. I think it's a, it's a cool moment. It, it mean has meaning. It will last uh, forever in his home country. I'll go with that. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed covering the lemonade stand. It was cool to see other players show up and support them, and they had fun with it, and a ton of Suns fans came out, like a ton, and that was cool to see. But when they started selling the lemonade at the arena for like a profit, yeah, none of it went to like, charity. Right, yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. Um. So and like and that I've went said, away real quick. Yes. And like I've said, with Bismack's hospital and telling us about his dad, his motivation, and just giving us a peek into who he is as a human being, you don't get that from athletes very often. I don't think I've ever been in a media scrum with any player that was that left all of us just kind of speechless at the end of it. Um, and then writing the story afterwards was a really, that was one of my favorite stories I wrote all season. So I got to go with that one. Uh, Shameless also, plug. I, you can read that at gophnx.com. Absolutely. If you become a member. Also, uh, real quick, Sly, you're in the chat. I appreciate, uh, we got a package from you. Uh, some shoes he sent what? to Lindsay and I, I think they're you for Lindsay. size 10. I do not. Yeah. <laughs> either do I. So, but that's all good. Uh, Sly, hit me up uh, in my DMs. Uh, let's chat. That's nice. We're going to yeah, display really cool. them on the next uh, on the next live show. We'll put them on the table. Is that cool? Yeah, that's All great. right, cool. Uh, I was going to do it anyways. I don't care. <laughs> so, Mikhail Memes versus Bismax Hospital. As much as I love helping your home country, uh, I got to go with uh, Memes 
in general. I love me some good memes. Memes over a, the good of humanity. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, this is a tough I mean, one. That's, that's, <laughs> putting me that's in a the real most big American right thing now. ever is memes over hospitals, right? I mean, I, I'm going to go with it just simply because having this been a some, former social media Some really guy, don't look up vibes right here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ignore the world. Let's laugh at Mikhail making an ass of himself. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go with the memes too. It feels <laughs> damn straight they are. It feels wrong, but like doesn't everything though? No, it's like, the one. It was the ones like it was. It was so far reaching. I feel like not enough people heard about the Biombo Hospital thing. All right, well, I guess I'm off the hook. I'm gonna go with Bismack because I <laughs> oh, listen. You. you have to go with the purity of someone's soul over. You know, a nice little viral moment. So, when I uh, think purity of someone's soul, I think Saul Bookman. So. Thank you. That's why I went with business. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the next region as we careen towards the final four uh, here. <laughs> it's the Booker region. Of course, Devin is going to have four moments that we have to debate oh about. <laughs> of course, Gerald put this all together. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's no whoa, way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We all decided on the 16 moments. I just divided them up into regions that made sense. <laughs> And there were four Booker moments. So we had a DA region, but we thought region. it might break the internet. So we went with the Booker region. There's two up and down. <laughs> oh. Oh. Too soon? Too oh. soon. Okay. Uh, so, so let's look at that uh, that Booker region and start Coda debating. Kid is going to be so upset that there's no DA region. Coda, I'm on your side, man. I don't understand what happened here. Was there it. even a DA? Were here for these Hold meetings. on a second. Was there a DA moment at all in this? There was one. There was the... the Oh, the too small. Yes. Okay, yes. He, so there, he was, there was one. one. If they had, if they had won the Dallas series, dunking on on Luca would have been the the moment of the year, I think. But he did it in that uh, that terrible last game, so uh, so it didn't make the list. So let's look at the Booker region. Yeah. Uh, the one seed. Uh, I can't read that because it's my eyes. MVP <laughs> chance. It's when he dropped 49 on the Denver Nuggets right. on the night when MVP talk was at its peak with him. And he got MVP chance oh, in Denver. That was the night we demanded an MVP shirt for Devin Booker. I remember yes. now. Uh, versus the four seed uh, Luca special. Uh, yeah. We know where this is going. <laughs> if anybody says Luca special. Oh, you're you're a masochist. So yeah. I'm saying Luca special. Oh, no, I'm kidding. It's got to be the MVP chance. Well, if you hate Suns fans, you're definitely going to pick Luca special. Uh, I mean, yeah, look it's... again. If they had won that series, that's a moment that we look at and we think is great and hilarious. Uh, you know, but it's not funny in hindsight. No, it actually backfired quite big after mm -hmm. that. And so, uh, yeah, it's you got to go with number one. It's it's the it's the easy. Right. And that was a really cool performance, just even without taking into account how bad its competition is in this bracket. Like, that was really bizarre. Like, that was in Nikola Jokic's house, the yes. guy who went on to win the MVP for the second year in a row, and, and Book just dropped 49 on them and carried them in that In game. a hostile environment. Yeah. Because Denver fans yes. hate, <laughs> hate hates Devin Booker. Yep. Hate him with a passion. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do anything to really help that. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. <laughs> we kind of let that fuse and said, we're sorry, Devin, you've got to deal with this. <laughs> we literally had a Nuggets fan create the MVP shirt. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. D-Live. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Yep. Poor. Love you, poor buddy. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the 2-3 matchup in this region and take a look at it uh first off though elon musk uh with the 199 <laughs> super chat uh as shane makes me have a seizure by making it appear <laughs> and disappear on our screen uh elon here my favorite cam buzzer beater uh we that'll be in the final four so we already voted four. on that so let's look at the two three in the booker matchup here it's booker versus the raptor <laughs> is the two seed and uh, the three seed is booker's baby fist bump Ooh. <sighs> This Look. is tough, but I think it's kind of straightforward, honestly. Like, the Booker versus the Raptor thing, he took so much crap for that afterwards, it kind of became an annoyance to me, like, pretty quickly on. Like, people tried to make it into an actual thing, like the, he doesn't like getting double teamed in pickup. Like, well, the baby fist <laughs> bump, like, backfired too, but 
it was a cool moment. Like, and oh. it went viral. Like, Hold right on. Away. You're voting for the baby fist bump? I'm voting for the baby My fist God. bump. My God. It stole Devin Booker's powers, and then CP3 <laughs> fist bumped another baby and lost his powers right after. The baby fist bump Y'all is what it. killed this team. We can't figure <laughs> it ba- out because the babies <laughs> did this. They cursed the sons. You can't vote baby fist bump. It's an inflatable raptor, raptor mascot. And all the insanity of that is the only way we can go because that didn't cost us anything. The baby fist bump cost us everything. You sound like the living embodiment of that meme of, I think it's Charlie Day, where he's like pointing at the board. And oh, there's yes, all these strings, strings connecting things that don't belong together. That's what you sound like right now. So you're going with uh, Booker versus the Raptor? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Cool. Yes. Damn baby fist bump could have been the coolest moment in son's history, but it became one of the worst. I think the Raptor thing was kind of cool just because it was like, you know, people were looking at it uh, and it, we were we were laughing about it. Mm. Everybody else was like, oh, how petty is he and blah, 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 right. which honestly, Suns fans kind of fuel off of, you know, they, yeah, they, they like do. I think Suns fans <laughs> secretly like to be hated on just so they can retaliate oh, as yeah. much as possible and tell you, I told you so. Um, <laughs> but Booker baby fist bump was one of those moments where as soon as you saw it, yep. you were like, oh, shit. Yeah, here it goes. <laughs> like and it was everywhere. So, I, you know, it, this is a tough one. I'm gonna go with uh, Booker baby fist bump of because I don't like babies. Uh, oh, I don't like I don't hate babies. Oh come on, really? That kid's gonna grow up to be a Lakers fan. That's oh, how this is no. gonna happen, right? That's how evil that, that whole kid situation has a was. For the rest of his life, uh, is signaling that there is only one team for that kid moving forward. It is yeah. only gonna be Suns. <gasps> no way. This is some There's total no way. He's not a Suns fan. Total complete. Horse crap. It's Devin Booker <laughs> and the Raptor. It's not him fist bumping the baby. Uh, it was so overplayed. <laughs> He's so upset about this moment. Advancing. Anyway, moving on. So the number one seed versus the number three seed. I don't give a shit if Espo doesn't like it. We still got to go. <laughs> Booker, uh, his 49 points in the MVP chance. Uh, against the Nuggets versus whatever that abomination is in the uh, the bottom, the baby fist, the baby bump. fist bump. You guys are gonna vote baby fist bump just as just I, a, I'm, not, not necessarily. I'm gonna go with the 49 points. That was one of the best individual performances of the season, if not the best, considering all the chatter that was going on at the time. Um, and I was there for it, so it holds extra meaning for me because that was cool to watch in person. Oh, you want me to go next? <laughs> I mean, you could cement this because obviously you're not going Booker baby fist bump, right? Oh, that's right. I want to hear what you're going to do. Oh. Well, I'm going to go with Booker's 49 points. Okay. So you're not an ass. I'm going to pull the heel and go baby fist bump. No, yeah, I'm I, kidding. I, I mean, it didn't uh, matter. Let's go with the MVP chance. I had it's to steal your thunder, that. so I was like, ah, fuck it. So. So we've got our final four then, correct? Yeah, you guys host the rest of this. <laughs> you guys are... He's so mad at this baby that did nothing wrong. I am. The two babies, the one that fist bumped Chris Paul, too. Uh, Tisdu, uh, why isn't Cam's game on here? Did you already explain? Uh, if you're talking about Cam Johnson's game winner, we have that in the final four. Yes, he yeah. was in the first region. He and Monica, region. have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us on early after you get off of work. <laughs> yes, thanks, Monica. Let's let's take a look at our one seed, or the first matchup, two one seeds. It's Devin Booker scores 49 in Denver with the MVP chance, and then Cam Johnson's 38 points in the Ooh. game winner against mm, the Knicks. That's tough. That's, tough. that's, that's real tough. tough. We got two... Probably the two best individual performances of the season, yeah, or at least most most memorable. You know, we I'm, I'm kind of surprised we didn't have CP3's performance, which one? Uh, against the um, the Pelicans, where he just basically owned the whole fourth quarter. Which um, one? Uh, 30, we had 30, one of 31 those. points in game one. Game one. I mean, he did like. I went with the or most that recent because he did two. drop 31 in game six, also. Yeah, but. I'm going to go – oh, man, this is a tough one. I'm going to go with Booker 49 in Denver because it, for a split second, it felt like he might actually have a chance at MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he didn't. Mm-hmm. I know that. But when you had guys like Stephen A. Smith finally coming around saying, dude, like this guy – should have gotten a lot more love all season than he's been getting. And mostly the the thought was is that, oh, well, this is because Chris Paul. 
Chris Paul is making him better or, you know, those two are, are neutralizing each other out or canceling each other out. But in this game, it was Devin Booker. There was no Chris Paul. Chris Paul didn't play in that game. So it was just like, how how can you not see what's happening and what he's doing to destroy this other MVP-led team? And uh, so for a split second, I thought, Book might have a chance. So I'm going to go with that one. I'm going Cam Johnson. Okay. I knew you would. Because, well, we, we've come to expect those kind of moments from Booker. But in the moment, the Cam Johnson game felt like, finally, we've got We've got the guy we've been waiting for. He's he, This is his coming out party. He's going to be a key part of this. He's fully healthy, finally. He's hit his stride. I mean, it only lasted for, what, uh, an, an hour until we found <laughs> out he was hurt. Yeah. But uh, that that felt like something for me that was, uh, was a moment that had additional excitement because it was unexpected. I will say that Cam Johnson's game winner might have been the peak individual moment of the season. The most for me. exciting for sure. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, I think it was their only game winner and it was in such a heated game for Cam and for the entire arena because they hated that Knicks team for what they were doing to Cam in that game. Um, and he went nine for 12 from three. Like, that's incredible. But a lot of those threes, like you watch them back and it's like, what were the Knicks doing? <laughs> they were just leaving one of the best shooters in, in the NBA alone. They were trying everything to throw at Booker in that Denver game and could not stop him at all. And I, I get that like Cam Johnson's was more unexpected and the game winner makes it like really fun. But I tend to lean more and like towards a dominant performance from start to finish and that Denver win, they wanted that one really bad. Like the arena wanted it, the players wanted it, the MVP chatter at the time wanted it, and Booker just put them all to bed. Like, I'm gonna go with that one. Uh, thank you, Dakota Kid, Tizdu, and R in the chat, who all are on the right side of history, saying that it should be Cam Johnson's winner. So let's look at the bottom half of the bracket. It's Mikhail Memes versus Sun's all-time win streak. Ugh. There's like two just random categories against each other. It's tough. Look, I'll, I'll start. Go ahead. I, I'm going to go Mikhail Memes because it has <laughs> it has lasting it has lasting power. You're going to see those show up in you know in games and and on the internet in perpetuity. Right. The only time we'll hear about that Suns all time win streak is if they get close to it ever mm -hmm. again. Uh, it was it was fun, but honestly, I couldn't tell you anything overly specific about the 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 win streak, other than they won a lot of games in a row after they sucked to start the season. Like I and I feel like that's going to slowly fade from memory. The McHale memes are going to be around forever. Go ahead, Gerald. I yeah, I kind of tend to agree. I feel like if you asked. The average Suns fan, what the win streak was, they might not be able to tell you the exact number. Like, and it was 18 for the record, but like the Mikhail memes, we're going to be using those over and over, and we're going to be getting new ones every year that he remains in Phoenix. So, I, I, I don't know. It's tough to, he just had, he's so memeable. He's like the most memeable player in the NBA right now. So, I'm going to go yeah. with Mikhail. Uh, I would have leaned more towards Suns all time win streak just because, um, like the memes are cool, but you know, let's just say, I'm not saying it's gonna happen. But what if mm -hmm. Mikhail gets traded? Yeah. Then those memes are useless, and they're useless forever for us. Yeah. So you know, the all-time win streak will be relevant until it is broken again, and you just know, especially next year, um, it'll get mentioned several times just because you know talking points are talking points for broadcasts. Um, so so I, I would probably lean more towards the all-time win streak, but I don't you know I don't feel strongly about it. In the end, the win streak was meaningless too. Oh yeah, well I mean all <laughs> I mean if we're gonna do that. I mean in the end, all of this is meaningless. I don't know what the hell we're doing here. But we're trying to remember. And welcome back to the darkness, my friend. We're trying to remember the best moments, not the most memorable. Because if that's true. the bracket, it would be the game seven as uh, Mikhail Alviar. Sorry, I couldn't read that for a second said in the chat so you know you know what's exciting what's that championship games 
you know, it's exciting to do when there's a championship. Bet some damn money on it. And that's what you can do uh, with the DraftKings Sportsbook app as the NBA playoff action is nonstop at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win. Yeah, that's right. $5 on any team to win. And they're going to get $150 in free bets if they do. Uh, if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday uh, during the NBA playoffs, use them same game parlays. You can do that even if you're not a new customer. It's one of my favorite ways to bet on any game is to add multiple legs to a same game parlay. And if you do that right now, uh, you can get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg of your bet doesn't hit. Again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code PHNX. If you're a new customer, you're going to get $150 in free bets if you bet $5 on any team to win, and they do in the NBA. Not that many of them left. There's only there's only three teams left to, to make that bet on, but make sure to use that promo code PHNX. 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Let's get to the championship in our best uh, thing about the uh, this season, mm-hmm. Suns bracket. It's Booker's 49 in Denver and the MVP chance versus Mikhail Memes. Not a real fair finals <laughs> matchup. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Book 49 MVP chance. Like, yeah. It was, it was the best performance of the season, I feel like. I'm going to go Mikhail Memes. Okay, mixing it up. You argued against <laughs> it. And then you're like, screw it, chaos. <laughs> no, because listen, if we're not going to have an all-time performance get, get you know, an all-time performance by a team get recognized, then fuck an individual. Let's go Mikhail Memes. <laughs> well, damn, you make a pretty convincing argument. <laughs> if nothing really matters, we should go with the ener- energy, right? I'm going to go with Mikhail Means. There we oh go, baby. <laughs> Mikhail Means for the win. Let's go. That is the best thing about the Sun season. This is the one thing that doesn't remind me of uh, crippling disappointment. Memes. Right? Memes. Man, this turned it brought masochistic jo- it real brought quick. joy, right? <laughs> you think of the MVP chance, you go, well, where was that MVP guy in the playoffs? Are don't Where say you all should be ashamed of, of yourselves. I absolutely <laughs> battled for the Suns' all-time win streak. I'm not the bad guy here. It's these two. These two right here. The win streak was at the beginning of the season, and they it was still like were undefeated in November. I I would put Great. the I would put a franchise be undefeated in the summer. I would have put winning the 64th game ahead of the win streak. Like, are we going to really remember the win streak aside from when another no. team in the future approaches the win streak? No. no. You, the when do you 64, ever talk about all-time NBA win streaks anyway, unless it's the Lakers or the Heat? The I was 64. just about to say the Lakers. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. And they they had like 33 in a row. Yeah. Like, yeah, it wasn't the that. league record. It was a team record. Yeah, like, so that's like, cool. You beat the best Suns teams in the past, and they have 54 years of history. That's cool, but like. Yeah, I'm going to file that shit like deep in my brain and never access it until they're at 16 wins and go, oh, two more to tie the, the all-time record. That's the next time I'll think about that. Yeah. Like, so I guess congratulations, Mikhail. You won. Your memeable <laughs> face is the best part of this season. <laughs> I mean, you in a amazing. season where they won 64 games. Hey. <laughs> I mean, honestly. like Nothing really it's, matters. It's not that foolish, really, to be honest with you. It really oh, isn't. Oh, man. Oh, all right. Well, guess what, guys? What? It's time to spin that beautiful wheel. What? I thought you guys had another it's, segment yeah, going Yeah, we're going to do it, be, and then you can leave. So Fuck we can you. <laughs> no, so let's no, spin no, no, the beautiful no. wheel. If I win, I'm still leaving. I'm not doing wheel. this. we got to send him off the proper yeah, way. Yeah, like, look, if we, you just want to want us to do the next segment, so it's just Gerald and yes, I that have to face the wheel. And screw you, son. That was exactly my plan. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I can leave. I don't have to worry about this shit. Let's that go. That is not oh. happening. We're God gonna spin damn, that I wheel. I just know it's gonna be me. with you here. I, and now I'm wishing, hoping that the producer rigs it. That it is you. <laughs> no, you throw the big fit Hold up on, there. One second, I have to rig Shane, it. Somebody, this dude says slime him. All right, slime. <laughs> is this super sloppy double dare now. Or uh, so we're show. gonna. <laughs> I think they should. That would be I would like an adult version of that show. 
An adult. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, we're, you can bring. Fun fact about that show Mark mm-hmm. Summers, the host. Mm-hmm. Total Oh, that was Gerald. That was Gerald. It's on. That was Gerald. Hey, it's that on. Was Gerald. That was Gerald. on screen. That was on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, this is on screen. That's the show up on the live show. Oh my god. He's testing it. Uh, Mark Summers actually was is a germaphobe and hated touching anything messy and was on the messiest show That's on television. The worst job you could have if you're a germaphobe. I thought that was the craziest fact about the nineties. Okay, it's time to spin that wheel. It's right. the wheel of ad roulette. Let's do it. Let's see if Lindsay comes up. I'll do it. It was on Gerald. Me. (laughs) (laughs) Suck it, you two. Saw Bookman out. See ya. Let's find out. Don't you want to find out what Gerald has to do? What am I butchering today? What? What? What is he scaring people with today? Let's look. Wherever the wheel ends, you don't know. Yeah. Oh, geez. What? What do we got? Soccer play by play. Oh, gosh. Dude, you can blame Espo for that. I, I didn't pick that one. You can blame Jacob for that. I don't even know what that means. So here is uh, one. Whoa, that was <laughs> one of the worst camera cuts we've ever had in show history. Uh, <laughs> Very close. We almost saw the full bookman. So, Gerald, can you elaborate <laughs> soccer play by play? Is that really fast or really slow? Fast and- with the. With the long goal, no, it's it, it, it's up and down. It's like, and he's moving it to the to the midfield. He's moving it there. He's passing it, and then it's like, bah, 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 bah. Okay, no! and then rattle it off. Okay, that's so, I, so I need to build yeah. build to build it. the tension as yes. we go. All right, it, it, I'm, oh, am I doing much OGs? like your weekend? Is that yes. what I'm doing? You're doing OGs, yes. All right. Well, stop by your local dispensary and grab some amazing Scratchmate THC gummies from our friends at OG's. Different flavors like blackberries and cream and watermelon! Perfect if you're in the mood for an uplifting sativa or a chill indica. If you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of brands that OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O G E E Z brands.com to find OGs near you. Goal! <laughs> that was great. I Gerald. think I peaked too early there, but you did. I had much more text to read afterwards. Hey, than t- I thought. <laughs> in t- in typical sun style. It's okay. <laughs> oh no. That was spectacular, Gerald. And right. you know what else is spectacular? The last segment, because it's just you and I, yes. and we're going into one of our favorites. It's time for G rated. And today we're looking at Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness just be aware if you haven't seen it get the hell out now because we're going to spoil a lot of shit i have a feeling gerald what were your initial takeaways on this movie i liked it i saw people like really either they like either really liked it or they didn't at all like i I saw some people say they walked out of the theater like 45 minutes in and i was like it's not that different and i liked it because it was different from most marvel movies um it was definitely a sam raimi film for sure which made it fun yeah like i liked that it pushed the boundaries of kind of that pg-13 rating mm-hmm. a little bit with some of its horror and a little gore yeah. oh my god like that was we'll, we'll talk about that scene yeah because that deserves its own spotlight but i i really enjoyed it and i thought it was marvel needs more films that kind of differentiate and aren't the standard superhero fare i have a theory as to why some people didn't like it okay those are the people that did not commit to watching the Disney Plus WandaVision. series. WandaVision, mm-hmm. What If. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at that, and, and those all tie in heavily. Mm-hmm. Like, my wife watched everything but What If. She wasn't into the cartoon right. thing, right? So some of it didn't have the connections that, that it made. I think some people thought that that was the Doctor Strange from the universe we've seen right. so far, too, which it wasn't. He was in, what did they say, Universe 838 and we're 616. Mm-hmm. How they've come up with all that, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I think some of that, too, that it was kind of mm-hmm. missed in terms uh, of that. But I I thought it was the most uh, chances a Marvel movie has taken uh, mm-hmm. in this entire run. Uh, it was it was on par for me with, uh, with the second... Captain America, Captain America, Winter Soldier, where that was like okay. a spy thriller. Mm-hmm. This was a horror movie. I like that we have this concept of 
these are all the same universe, but it's a multiverse. There's these different things. And I like that these films can have different feel mm -hmm. to them and what genre they fit in. Uh, and look, my, I, I thought character development was really good in this. You get surprise people that show up mm -hmm. in this <laughs> uh, in terms of it. I mean, they will say you, now Fantastic Four and X-Men are part of the Marvel mm -hmm. uh, Cinematic Universe, which is huge because those are series that came over uh, in the Fox purchase. And, and now we know that those will be rolled in to what's going on in Marvel. I loved what they accomplished. My only thing, mm -hmm. it had a Superman versus Batman moment to it. The, okay. the Martha moment, right? Which moment? It was the way that Scarlet Witch, the culmination of things. It wasn't mm -hmm. Doctor Strange that really uh, it ended things when it came to Scarlet Witch. It was Scarlet Witch seeing you know, herself with these kids and herself saying in this alternate universe, basically, I'll take care of them. And she breaks down as a mother. And I obviously, not a mother, I'm a father. It hit my wife differently than it hit me. Mm -hmm. But to me, it very much felt like that moment where Batman and Superman are fighting to the death. And he says, Martha. And all of a sudden, they're like, my mom's name's Martha too. And the whole thing <laughs> all, all de-escalates, right? Oh, so that I, was my only problem. See, I, okay, I want to talk about Wanda because there were some differing thoughts out there about her outright villain turn in this movie. Mm -hmm. Cause if you watch WandaVision at the end, she's still obviously very much a person that's grieving because, you know, she finally accepts that vision is gone and she releases this town that she has been under her spell and they've been suffering under mm -hmm. her watch. And she's also mourning, you know, the loss of two kids that technically didn't exist outside yeah. of this area, but like, She's still, they were still her kids basically in her mind. And at the end of WandaVision in the post credits, you see her messing around with the Darkhold, that evil book, mm -hmm. and trying to find an alternate reality where her kids still exist, which is true to the comics. I think she, in the comics, makes a deal with Mephisto to, uh, she sacrifices two souls or something to bring her kids to life. Um, but I did. I had mixed thoughts about whether her full villain turn was earned in this movie. I know there are different stages of grief as we've been talking about as Suns fans for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> um, and so maybe she was in the bartering stage, but it did kind of feel like at WandaVision, she had come to at least a point of, yes, I'm still grieving, but I understand what I did was wrong. And then in this movie, she's like, nah, fuck this girl that can leap through multiverses. Like, she's got to die so I can find my kids. But I I, uh, I differed in that. I thought the movie so? set it up where you understood that the book could turn mm -hmm. good people with, with intentions of trying to do something that they felt was right mm. into villains. Right. And that that was really the turn, not that Wanda was the one making the full decision. It was mm. she was corrupted by this dark magic, which I didn't mind that explanation. That one worked for me. And see, I, I think that's that's what I assumed. I don't think it did as good a job making it clear that that's the dark fair. hold was the reason she was walking through these subway areas looking like the chick from the grudge, like <laughs> which was creepy and awesome. But like I did think there was something they could have tapped into a more compelling side of how she made that villain turn rather That's than, fair. oh, a book corrupted another good Marvel hero. Like, I feel like that area of like a good person going bad is something that Marvel doesn't really explore. It's like either you're a hero or a villain. There's yeah. very little in between. And Scarlet Witch in WandaVision was kind of like the perfect character to dabble in both. I was kind of hoping that they would more explore her character and make her earn that. Um, but we should talk about the fact that once she did go full vil villain, which was early on, she was one of the coolest vil villains or heroes that we've seen in a Marvel movie well, so far. Because what you're ta you're torn too, because you understand why she's doing this and mm -hmm. the hurt and how it can make you so angry mm -hmm. uh, and and all this. So you felt that, and that's why I think the best villains are the ones where you start to go. Well, I kind of understand the point. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that's what made Heath Ledger's Joker 
so compelling at the time that movie came out because you're like, well, he's making some <laughs> accurate commentary about the world. Right. Right. And I think that's when the villains are, are, are at their best. Mm. I don't think Marvel's ever had that. I no. think she was the best villain. And I think we may actually see her again in the future in that because this is yeah. just one one of the multiverses that she does. But she's one of the most powerful beings in all of Marvel. Right. Right. So and I, I, yeah, I don't think she's dead by any means. Uh, unless I see a dead body, I'm not <laughs> believing that she's gone, yeah. especially as powerful as she was. But I did want to ask you about that scene because it was the goriest that I think Marvel has ever gone outside of like Deadpool, which isn't even MCU technically. She made Black Bolt's head explode on himself. She turned Reed Richards into string cheese. She cut (laughs) Captain Carter in half. Yeah. With the, with the shield and all with her own shield. shield. Like and then she went inside Charles Xavier's mind and snapped his neck. <laughs> like, well, was, well, was like, that oh. in his? Was that in his mind or was he in her mind? Because he was oh, trying yeah, to pull yeah. so, Wanda out yes. of the, the the actual Wanda she had taken over in, in this. That's correct. Multiverse. It tries to pull her out. <laughs> that was one of the best scenes in a Marvel movie because yeah. it was so unexpected yes. and it was so Sam Raimi in terms of this was supposed to be a horror movie. Right. It was supposed to be a. a a, a dark comedy horror movie in some ways. Mm-hmm. And that scene played it to perfection. Yes. Right. It, I, I loved that because it was so uncomfortable and everybody's <laughs> like, Oh my God, it's Charles Xavier. Yeah. And then they're like, not anymore. <laughs> like, oh, like, shit. You better find another universe because he ain't in this one anymore. You yeah. Know? She like, ran through the Illuminati real yeah. quick. The only one that survived was uh, the, um, the guy from the original Doctor Strange who somehow couldn't climb an eight-foot wall or whatever <laughs> he was stuck in. But um, I have seen this comment a couple times in the chat, and I completely agree. Like, everything everywhere all at once is a better multiverse video. But we haven't gotten a chance to talk about Doctor Strange, and we both saw that and first. Espo's going to see that. At some point, maybe we'll talk about it in the future. That movie's yeah. phenomenal. I did enjoy this one, though. And I, I feel like because it did something different, and it kind of... My question, though, is where they're going to go moving forward, because they did like they did some fan service with John Krasinski as uh-huh. Reed Richards, which is what fans have been clamoring for for you know years. Who that was supposed to be, though. Who? Daniel Craig. And really? Scheduling conflict and couldn't oh, do it. Really? That was supposed That's to be Daniel Craig. So now my question is, OK, in the multiverse, there's all these different realities, right? So, A, does anything that's happening to our heroes in our universe matter as much anymore? How do you make those conflicts still matter when you have when you can just jump to another multiverse where things are totally different or screwed up? And B, does this let Marvel off the hook for a while as far as officially introducing? Because like they introduced the mutants and mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four here. But when do they get introduced in the universe that we're supposed to care about? I don't know that they ever do. I think this gives them the excuse and the ability to bring them in and say they're part of the universe, Mm. but not insert them in in these phases that they've already mapped out. This is the movie that lets them have creative license in the way DC is just like, well, we kind of gave up on this one united universe and all these things are you know we've got six different jokers at once we might have three batman like i think that was a big part of this one person we didn't talk about though that i think becomes a big part of the next phase with marvel american chavez Mm -hmm. who who i think fantastic performance by Mm -hmm. her compelling in we never outside of spider-man we never saw a, a hero trying to understand how to use their powers. I like that that we got that. I like the evolution. She's obviously a key going back into the main mm-hmm. multiverse too, uh, or the main universe uh, in Marvel. So I liked her as well. We couldn't we couldn't end this without Tony. No, we can't. And she's going to be key because along with um, you know Ant Man, how they're able to go into the quantum realm or whatever, and then with Kang the Conqueror, who was introduced in Loki and is probably going to be the main. Thanos level villain that we're going to see coming up that brings them back together for kind of an Avengers style team up. It just it feels like there are a lot of avenues for them to explore other IP and to introduce mutants and Fantastic Four. But I am curious, like what that's going to look like and 
like because there have been different variations of certain characters like in the spider-man there were three different spider-men not all played by the same actor so is like was john krasinski just kind of like a fan service thing or will we actually see him in a fantastic four series i i am interested to find out what they do with that well they can time travel too so they could go back in time in that multiverse and bring krasinski into this there's it all just becomes very complicated and i hope they have a yes. path forward so what's your rating let's just yeah get, oh and we need to it. shout out because they threw in Charlize Theron at the end oh yes that's true. in and the post credits that's she'll clear, be so that'll be fun but I'm gonna go with an eight out of ten I feel like it was a good not great movie but I really enjoyed how different it was I liked the horror I liked the gore and Elizabeth Olsen was fantastic Benedict Cumberbatch too but like Elizabeth Olsen stole the show and that was fun yeah he's uh he was fantastic Elizabeth Olsen I still think she's one of the main villains in the main mm -hmm. universe at some point. So, uh, you know, if you're going to go to the movies this summer, which I highly recommend, a lot of great stuff coming out. I uh, even starting this weekend with uh, uh, with Top Gun Two, Top Gun Maverick. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's a popcorn film. It's not right. <laughs> not great, great movie, I'm sure, but entertaining <laughs> nonetheless. If you're going to do that. You know, there's going to be lots of things you can go do summer. The, go to the movies, go to pool parties, go to barbecues. Uh, you're not going to enjoy beautiful weather here in Arizona, but if you're traveling elsewhere, you can enjoy beautiful weather. And with everything going on, it's all about being safe, being protected. So we recommend you go get that COVID-19 vaccine as they're free for everyone. Five and older, those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. That's azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. And that is the end of our program for mm -hmm. Lindsay Smith, who was off today, you can follow her at Lindsay Smith AZ. For Saul Bookman, who just didn't want to stay around for the nerd talk, <laughs> you can follow him at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald Borgay at Gerald Borgay. You can follow me at Espo. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Sons. And remember, enjoy your holiday weekend. Love your family. And have a good one. Ahoy, Hawaii. Metro, Megas in control, and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX, though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob. Turn the beat on, I throw it down like DA on the live. Best combo since KJ Marley and Charles. If you squat, just sitting on the chat, get involved. Rhyme say it's got flavor. No